Do you want to start? No. Could you say, hi, I'm Kate. Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Rachel. And I'm Hannah. And this is... Peace. She. And Shatter. Hannah Sorry. touched her microphone in the middle of it. <laughs> I think <laughs> we should start Hey, I'm over. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> See, this hey, is the... Okay, 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 right, okay, 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 Hey, I'm Kate. And I'm Rachel. And I'm Hannah. And this is... Feast. Sheath. And Shatter. Is it hot in here or is it just me? Tuning in to hear these three. Chatting about fantasy. Novels of the spicy variety. Not your average book club if you know what I mean. Are you happy to see us? Or is that a dagger? It's Feast. So I looked up how many times those words were used in um, the book. They are used. All three of our words are used. However, they are never used the way that we Mm. mean them to be. But this book still counts because it has, as we've decided, a fair share of of adult content. I did like the destroy the armoire scene. Correct. Mm-hmm. I was ready for the destroy the armor. Scene. By the time you got there. Yeah. So today we are covering Fourth Wing. Um, we paused on this for a minute. This book has a lot. This book came out last April. It has only been out since April, not even a year yet. Wild. We got a second book in November. It took off, hit the bestseller list. Like this is one of those pop culture phenomenon books. <clears throat> I think I read mine in May. So I, I've been on that train for a minute. Because it popped up on TikTok and it was like, you, and that was my genre. This is my genre, Mm -hmm. you know? So this is a, Fourth Wing is, it's a book. Yeah, it um, is correct. And just, I just want to start off by saying, spoiler warning, we're going to talk about Fourth Wing, everything that has to do with Fourth Wing. We are not going to talk about Iron Flame or we're going to do our best not to talk about Iron Flame so that people who haven't read Iron Flame can listen to this podcast. And I am going to do my best to (laughs) not reference all of the other books we have already read yeah. and spoil them. So you can listen out of order if you want. I think you can reference, just don't spoil. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to do my best to not say too much. Mm-hmm. I can reference our own jokes. Yes. Our sure. own inside jokes. Yeah. And you can draw parallels. <clears throat> um, also, we're not a fan cast. Yeah. Some of us like this book more than others. Some of us Correct. die for this book. And actually, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I'm is a good one, but it's not my... Yeah. It ain't. I don't think e- any of us are I don't carry this. This isn't an it. identifier for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was good. It was entertaining. Yeah. I read the first one, Fourth Wing, pretty quickly. Yeah. Which means I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so. If, if you're looking for a fan cast, there are amazing podcasts out there about it. I'm actually, we'll mention one. We'll throw one in the thing. If you do. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. So that I've got, there's one in particular that are these two sisters that do a really fantastic job of like breaking it down. And I've listened to theirs, and they're funny, and they cuss a lot, so I felt right at home. Um, <laughs> if you use the F word, nothing makes me feel closer to you and more like we're on the same page than right. an immediate F-bomb. Yeah. Um, that's how I talk. Oh, the F word gets used in this book like 400 times. Yeah. So yes. that felt comfortable that felt immediately. felt like home. Felt like yeah, home immediately. I do like it when they do that, and they don't make up a swear word. Right. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy Sometimes, a made-up swear word. From but Haldron, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do say, they use like Dune-y or D-U-N-N-E, mm-hmm. whichever God, or Malik. Yeah. 
Like they will like anything where it's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. they will replace that a lot of times with yeah, the, the with local deities. Sure. Um, but yeah, she doesn't. It's not. No one's using fetch or no. anything like that. <laughs> no, she was just like, nah, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> let's and go. And she for starts it. immediately. Yeah. So our book starts off with Violet, and I remember when I first read this. I really liked Violet mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, I did. She's Me a too. good character. She's petite. She's very small. Um, like 5'2", 100 mm-hmm. pounds. Yeah. And she's got a chronic illness. She's got a connective tissue disorder. Right. And what is the word she uses when her tissue just, her joints pop out? Subluxate. Subluxate. Yeah. Which her, so she's got... She never really goes into detail, but apparently that's something that the author, Rebecca Yaros, has herself and all her kids have. Mm. So she was familiar with that illness. Yeah. Is it an illness or is it just something that um, you miss you just, with? I think your joints are hypermobile. Okay. And so you can't get the same amount of, like, strength because yeah. your joints can... They move too much. They move too much. So you'd be a yeah. really graceful dancer. Yeah. So you're, like, bendy. So you need to yeah, be, like, in bendy. Cirque du Soleil. Versus like a power runner, except you can actually twist them far enough to pop them out. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, <laughs> and I hate that for them. I know. That sounds, that's why, know. like, her shoulder slips out a lot. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I like how she is used to pain. Yes. She lives in pain. She's com- like, pain is my life. Yeah. I can do this all day. And her mom mm-hmm. says that from day one. Mm-hmm. Like Violet lives with pain almost every day. She's learned to. She, like, squares it away. Yeah. To use military lingo, she squares it away in the back of her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I got this. And that, we'll learn more about that in Iron Flame. Um, but in this book, we're introduced to her, and she's, like, training and running up some stairs with a giant rucksack on. Yeah. Because she is immediately going to the, we start at this school, Basquia. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Basquia on... Um, what do they call it? What's the day? The first day of school? I can't remember what they call it. Anyways, it's kind of like freshmen. Yeah. First years. They have to mm-hmm. cross the parapet. It's Which, like selection day or something. Selection or? day, maybe. I think that is, yeah. But they are basically, in this school, there's um, quadrants, right? We've seen that before. <laughs> Reach silently. And we have the writer's quadrant where people ride dragons, mm-hmm. the scribe quadrant where they propagandize everybody. Right. Or just keep record of history and mm-hmm. books. Yeah, we don't know it's probably Healers, for a people oh. who are in the medical field, and then infantry. Yes. Right? Which are just like boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like it's, t- it's basically like the Air Force versus Conscription the n- Day. Conscription Day. Yes. Yeah. But it's like the writer. Oh, conscription. Yeah. The writers are the elite. They are like the special forces. Yeah. You know, Navy yeah. SEALs. They're like the Navy SEALs. Yeah. Green Berets. Yeah. Yeah. Rangers. Bad asses. Bad. And, and we get our little tiny Violet. Violet. Who has been studying. So her mother is General Soringale and has yeah. been, is literally, li- did I say it right? Yeah, literally. You literally said it. You right. literally, literally said it, said it right. Yes, she's like the general of the school. She's in charge of the school, and she's of course a general in the military. Which, if you are familiar with the military, is a really high rank. Um, her father was a scribe. She related more with her dad. Mm-hmm. She grew up in the library. She's a very smart 
whippersnapper, and she thought she was going to be a scribe. And then her mom was like, no. nope. Surprise. Not, not my kid. Oh, you wanted, oh, this is what you want to do? No, thank you. She did give her six months to train, so that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yeah, she did. But her mom immediately had faith in her that she was something special, and her mom just knew. Mm-hmm. So the first act of conscription day is you have to cross a parapet, which is 18 inches across. Yeah. It is enough to put, like, fo- f- like your feet side by side. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's a foot and a half. I would immediately fall off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 200 feet up in the air mm-hmm. yeah. over, like, a ravine, and it connects the rider's quadrant with just, like, the middle of the school. Yeah. So, and it's windy and, you know... It's pretty scary. It rains it is. only when Violet crosses it. Yeah. Like yep. storms. It storms. And like then as soon as she gets over, it stops. Yeah. And she's like, it's like huh, sunshine. Man, weather's so unpredictable. Yeah. And I think so. Dang, doesn't my mom control the weather? Yeah. Isn't that her signet? So they have, people have signets. <laughs> they, so you know, we all, they have their signets, which are their powers. Mm-hmm. And her mother's signet, of course, is like thunderstorms. Weather. weather. It's like storm on X-Men. She really yeah. is, actually. That's... I'm yeah. going to mention that later, but I have notes on that. Okay. <laughs> um, but let's talk about Violet's appearance really quickly because that's something that stands out about mm-hmm. her. She is losing color. So she is – her hair is brown but is fading to gray. So the yeah. ends of her hair, no matter what length, are white or fading to gray. Her skin, her eyes are all like – Pale. Pale. Like think of a <clears> – like <throat> almost grayscale but still with signs of life. Mm-hmm. Right. So we learn later on, once we find out who our big bad are, that that's kind of like what they look like. And it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Why, though? So mm-hmm. big question. But doesn't her mom look like that, too? Maybe. Well, they mentioned her. I knew by your coloring. Like yeah. I, knew, I could tell by your hair. Unless there's just like a. Like her mom has the silver hair. And her mom was sick, had some illness while she was pregnant with Violet. Right. So who knows what that is? We don't know what that so. is. But it's one of the first questions that we ask mm-hmm. yeah. as readers that we don't get answered in the first book. Um, when we talk about pacing a little bit more, you know, Rebecca likes to ask us a question and then answer it. Yeah. Here's a question. Two chapters later, let's answer it. Or sometimes mm-hmm. she presents them at the same time. Oh, you didn't know this was a question, but here it is. But don't worry, Violet's already figured it out. Right. Which <laughs> in some ways is cool because I liked first reading this. That Violet was always the smartest person in the room, and I trusted that Violet knew what mm-hmm. was best. Yeah. Because I have, a, I don't really like to be in the dark for very long. It depends on, is this the overarching mystery that's making me push through this book? Yeah. Or is it something I really legitimately think everybody should be working on and we should all solve? Right. It really just depends. Like, how big of an issue is it in this? Yeah. Is it like yeah. a little tiny subplot where I'm not anxious about it yeah right so conscription day everybody's like mira shows up that's her sister her big sister who's like a badass like six this is it how many years does mira have two years on her something she just graduated recently like within the last couple of years right but mira's a big deal she's very high up in the writer's quadrant i think she's a lieutenant still but anyway she's people are like oh my god your sister she's so Mm -hmm. cool She's like, yeah, she's like a rock star. She is, I guess. Yeah. Well, we like Mira. We like Mira Mira a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out her brother Brennan had died Mm -hmm. and died 
six years prior. Yeah. And that broke her dad's heart and her, she recently lost her dad as well within the last few years. And, um, we never find out her dad's name, do we? No, we we don't know her dad's name. No. At all. I was just looking at it. Mm. Not, not mentioned. It feels like somebody else's last name that we don't know. Brissant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not a spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and the author is like, oh, I just literally forgot to put it in there, but. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably like Norbert or something. So the thing is, (laughs) it's conscription day. Mira's like, you need, okay, so we got this kid named Dane Atos, who's her best friend. She grew up with him. He is like your, he's like your K-all. Yeah. Catch that reference. He is like your basic guy. He's your straight white dude. Yeah. Blonde. Yeah. And he, yeah, handsome, kind of, you know, a beard, Mm -hmm. you know? He's her bestie. Her, his dad is General Sorengale's like right hand man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yo, you have to stay away from this guy, Zayden Ryerson, whose father led a rebellion against the Navari people. So we've got these military themes. And killed your brother. Yes. His father killed your brother. In essence. Yeah. Right. That's why she's supposed to hate him so much. Right. And and Zayden, the Zayden Ryerson kid is going to come for her mm-hmm. because because General Sorengill, Violet's mom, uh, murdered, or I guess it wasn't an unillegal killing. <laughs> they <laughs> executed all of these parents yeah. of the rebellion. Yeah. And so what they then did was say that the the kids of the rebellion had to get conscripted and had to go through the writer's quadrant. And, um, yeah, so that's where the story kind of starts. So yeah. it starts off. Right, just bam. Boom, here you go. This is yep. what's going on. So Mira's like, yep. stay I away. I like how they say yeah. about that, that they originally thought that no dragon is going to bond with one of them, because so they'll just—it's just a good way to kill them, basically. Yeah, they thought they were, but they ended care up them. doing great in the yeah. writers' yeah. quadrant. I wonder why. Because mm. so then there's this whole other theme throughout where the dragons and the people are not like dragons bond people, but dragon law has nothing to do with people, right? So there's that, and we learn more about that really or pretty early on. So. Violet gets across that bridge, the the footbridge, the Mm -hmm. parapet. Her sister makes her that armor. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. Like the world's biggest plot device. Yeah. Ever, ever. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's dragon scales. Oh, but aren't dragon scales really big? Yeah, but I know someone that can make them small. Yeah, (laughs) which is actually really freaking cool. And that was one of the things. I'm not saying That's one of the things that kind of hooked me into this book really early. I was like, oh, that's neat. She's got her own. (laughs) She like goes in, even though she's got this. You know, thing holding her back, and she's really weak and scrawny, and no one thinks she's going to make it. She's got this, like, one up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And it saves her. And it does. Yeah. Every time. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's, I don't know why everyone doesn't have them. Right. Why is this not standard issue in the military? Someone should look into this. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is hot. Yeah. And we learn really she's early. She's been stabbed, like, multiple times. And she can't, <laughs> like, die, like, she's, it saves her. Yeah. So yeah. many times. And she's not supposed to be wearing Riders black, but she does. So she, like. Even though she's this tiny, scrawny thing that doesn't know how to do anything, she shows up, like, ready to go. And people are like, who is this girl? Yeah. And she has her first moment 
when she sees this hottie, that's our first indicator that this book is going to be spicy. Yeah. So she's dropping F-bombs immediately, and we get the hint of the spice really early, Mm -hmm. and that is what draws you in. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what you're looking for. Right. And she's a compassionate character. She switches her boot. Yeah. With Rhiannon, like immediately. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, you got the wrong boots. I had those on this morning, too, but don't worry. My sister gave me these cooler boots. You can have one of my boots. And then when we get on the other side, we'll just switch back. Right. Because she knows that the rubber on the boots is going to keep them from falling. Right. And that does. Yeah. So then she makes her bestie for life. Yeah. 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 And a really important ally. Yeah. Yeah. Which her sister has been like, don't make friends. And yeah. she's like, make allies. I'm definitely going to make friends. I'm going to make so many <laughs> I'm good friends. Definitely going to have so Half many friends. Half of them are going to die, but it's cool. It's fine. I Something <laughs> I like about Violet's personality really early is her, the writers, and we're going to talk more about this, like the stakes are really une- like weird in this book. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like you're conscripted and you're going across this parapet and 30% of the people who try and do it are dead in 10 minutes mm-hmm. yeah we, chapter one my heart rate was elevated because we meet a character i had that to we look like. at my heart app on my apple watch to see to make sure i wasn't hyperventilating wow yeah it was intense i mean we meet that kid really early i can't remember his name yeah, and he falls. Uh, he falls. And the point is Dylan like, or something. Dylan maybe. Like, yeah, I liked that guy. I really liked him. He was nope. meant he was likable. He nope. was gonna get married. Yep. He had his promise necklace on. Mm-mm. Yeah. He was like He fell. He's like, this is how we're gonna we get married faster. So there's more stakes. And so they all live a little bit more recklessly. Well, they're all like twenty. Yeah. And yeah. they are they are older. Yay. They are age <laughs> older. Age older and yeah. At times, and I think one of the criticisms of the book is at times they act more young adulty. Yes, that would be a Rachel criticism of this book. <laughs> yeah. Act. and yes. that's a cro- that is something. I I looked at the um, Goodreads for this, and there's like six hundred thousand um, five star reviews. Wow! But there are also eight thousand one star reviews. Oh wow! And there are you know four star and three star. Like there I don't is think a it's sp- one star. It is a spread. Some people are pissed about things that it are happening, and if that's what you're looking for, oh. like if you're looking for a completely original romantic fantasy, this ain't this it. ain't it. This ain't it. Because I can name ten other shadow daddies, baby. Yeah. And I'm not going to because I'm not going to reference but some that, other books. But, but it's okay because that's what a genre. It is a genre. Is. Yes. I'm reading this because I'm like, oh, there's my shadow. I like, like a shadow. I like All a right. shadow. Mm-hmm. I like a broody male character that's morally gray and is a little bit scary. A little yeah. bit scary with really powerful, like super hunky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy is like 6'4". Tattoos. Um, yeah. He's um, a person of color. He's got scars all over his body and she sees him and our first indicator like we don't know who he is at first and she's like who who is that who is that man and why Ooh, and why do why? I feel like this on the inside <laughs> like really early he's doing things to my body oh, he's just standing yeah, over yeah. there against the my, wall my body she he's so f- <laughs> why does he look so good <laughs> and then she's like oh that's Zayden and she's like ah oh, of course it. it is wow She's like, damn, I'm attracted to Batman. And Zayden, like, looks at her and, you know, he – we don't know what he's thinking, but 
he's like, oh, who's this? Oh, you're a Sorengale? Okay. And we don't know anything more about that. Anyway, so she gets through. She. We also meet this jackass named Jack Barlow. <sighs> <laughs> oh, God, I it hate a- this character type. Yeah. Tell hate us this about character it. Type. Just, you want to know? I want to know. <laughs> Tell I me. I hate the, I am evil. I am so evil. You can tell I'm evil because I'm mean and I hurt people and I have no other character traits. I am just bad. For no reason. For, I mean, it's because she's. Can you hear me? Mm-mm. You're so, fine. Okay. I'm eating pizza rolls. <laughs> And it's just because she needed someone to create conflict in the story. And yes, she weaves him in differently as time goes on. But ultimately, he's just like, he's the bad dude because he's the bad guy and he's so mean and shit. And it always reminds me of in Spaceballs when he's like, (laughs) um, evil will always triumph because good is dumb. (laughs) And the fact that we don't just like, okay, let's go ahead and kill Jack Parlow. It's totally legal for them to kill people who are not in their group. He yeah. is actively trying to kill Violet. There is literally no taboo against killing other people. Nothing. It wouldn't even be punished. Her whole group could get together and take Jack out. Yeah. She could poison him. Easily. With oranges. Is Jack the one that's allergic to yeah. oranges? Oranges. Citrus, y'all. Citrus. We will talk about citrus later on. I got some theories about citrus. Okay. Um, But, Yeah. You're right. He is, and he is made to also be, to distract us from the bad guys or the people that we shouldn't like right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this character shows up. He's. This is not the only book he ever shows. This type of character shows up, and yeah. you know when they show up, and it always feels lazy, and it always, you know, they're not the main bad guy because yeah. they're like the cheap bad guy. They're like yeah. the dollar store bad guy. And they're just there, and every time they show up, and they wreak havoc, and they get away with it because the good people are trying to do the right thing, it makes me so frustrated. And then, I don't know, I, as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, fucking damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was in this book, and then he sh- then, the, then Jack Barlow shows up immediately on the parapet, and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm yeah, and he's just he's just you. that like machismo, yeah. masculine, toxic bro. And he pushes somebody off the parapet. Dylan. Immediately. Or maybe it's not Dylan, but he kills somebody right away. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm not scared. And I think we'll have a little bit more conversation there too for the second book. Yeah. Because there are things that happen that give that a little bit more depth, but I agree. He was very like it was a black and white character. Yeah. There is no you also don't like a villain that you can't s- relate to because they feel like a lazy villain. Yeah, the the like the mustachioed bad guy who's mm-hmm. just like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> my whole goal I'm is evil, to- and you're yeah. like, I don't really fucking care about you. Yeah, like, uh, we know you're gonna get defeated. There's no, yeah, eh. yeah, and you know. he was more of just a plot device. He wasn't just a giant plot device. Yeah. yeah, so she put no effort into him. Right, he kills a bunch of people. Like a, a lot bunch. of people. A lot of people. Yeah. And Violet, I mean, a lot of people die. That yeah. That is one of the things about this book that. He tries to kill a dragon. Which is. Which, hello. I feel like something should have happened to him for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have feelings about how they treat the dragons, considering they are reliant on the dragons volunteering. For magic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they are shitty to the dragons. Right. 
And like, they know nothing about them. And, they know yeah. nothing about them. They need them. That is the thing. And we'll talk more about this. And that, I think, for some people, is the huge complaint about these books is how poorly they're written. Yeah. And you've got a lot of people out there. And, and you know, you can you don't have to be an the perfect writer to tell a good story. No. Like, Mm-mm. a lot of the my favorite writers, you know, they're not doing like no one's like studying them in the academic world right Right. and that's fine and that's fine it's enjoyable but there are things that happen in these stories that i don't feel are intentional i do think are distracting and when you read if i think this book really hit a lot of people because it might have been their first shot at a romantic fantasy Mm -hmm. and if this is the first time you're introduced to that you're like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. But there are things that are, you're just like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. yeah. And you actually aren't thinking this through. You are just writing page after page after page. It's always forward movement. There's never quiet time. No. That's my complaint. It's exhausting. It's, there's never any quiet time. It's never cozy. There's never time to sit and like mellow with these characters mm-hmm. that we have these emotional connections to and i require that Mm -hmm. to love a character yeah like not gonna reference some other books but (laughs) like i want some down i want some downtime yeah and you know we do get you know some a small like sex scenes we get some spicy moments where there's some downtime but i want some downtime with like Rihanna, Rihanna and and mm-hmm. Violet just chill, like hanging out, have in a the, sleepover in the dorm room. Like yeah. we get tiny, tiny bit snippets. I, one of the things I remember saying to Rachel when I first read it is like, "Hey, I think you'll like this. There's something new on every page, right?" Mm-hmm. And so what she does is create this pacing that is just go, go, go. It really feels this one not as much as the second one. But like a soap opera, yeah, where we don't, we kind of know where we want to go, but we're just gonna keep what's like monster of the week almost. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like it's just the plot is happening to them relentlessly. Yeah, relentlessly. Right. And they're not really driving all that much of the plot. Right. It's just occurring. It's occurring to them. It's happening at them. Yeah. Over and over and, and over again. And that's a really exciting book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, it's exciting. Like, everything is new. Oh, my God. They looked at each other. Oh, my God. He's hot. Oh, my God. She loves. You know, she comes to the, f- when she starts her, when she first meets Dane. So yeah. she gets off the parapet and she finds Dane Atos. Mm-hmm. And she's known Dane for a really long time. And she's like, I just, there's something about Dane. I just really like Dane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's just so comforting. I've known him for so long. Dane, so you didn't like Jack. Dane, for me, was like, a, I, I see you and you're not going to get me again. I know. It. No, hey, I wasn't going to say it. Gonna- I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it because that's a spoiler right there. But yeah, it's fine. That's what I thought. What did I say? I didn't say anything. You said, yeah. no, I didn't. I'm- and then you said it again. <laughs> oh, shit. Because you were lying. Yeah, I'm lying. Oh, you Don't were, say it again. You were manip- I, I'll put the beep over Hannah, but now I, I was beep gaslighting you. Again, you. Beep it again. You were gaslighting me. I was like, what? What's happening here? Nothing happened. Nothing. I don't remember yeah, the last 30 seconds. But I definitely felt like this dude is not going to trick me. Immediately, I was like, I see you. No one will take. I will not be had again. Mm-hmm. Immediate mm-hmm. red flags. I will not be had again. 
We're learning. <laughs> yeah. We are getting like, so oh. healthy, Kate. It's like, there it is. There it is. I see you overprotective, thinking you know better than her. He's immediately like, Violet, oh my God, why are you here? You're so we fragile. We gotta get you out. You're fragile. No. You're fragile. We gotta get you out of here. You gotta go. I, For you, months, like, and she keeps kicking ass. She she bonds two dragons. This. She does all you this can't stuff, do this. and he's still trying to get her you out. You can't do hey, this. Hey, I talked yeah. to this dude. And he said, "Get <laughs> We're you gonna get scrub. you out." Like, yeah, it's been four months. Yeah. Like, so, I'm doing great. <laughs> I I really think that that exact response that I had, yeah, where other women were so, or uh, sorry, other readers were so proud of themselves because mm-hmm. they felt it too. Yeah, and after having this other epic story that we won't mention take like pull one over on you mm-hmm. i people went really hard on yeah. dane yeah so a little too hard not I, today yeah, dane I, I don't i well, don't think he's great but do i think i don't know it was he like, didn't everybody do, have a great day but you dane i but saw that quite he a bit. got like, he got shit not because he's dane atos but because he reminded them of this other character yeah that it was yeah. and and I saw an interview with Rebecca Yaros where someone said Mm-mm. is Dane like this person and she I, her response this is when I realized I don't think that lady's been to therapy there was this immediate defensiveness of her writing mm-hmm. where it was like you know Jennifer Armentrout does this thing and Sarah Damas does this thing and they do it really well but that's not what I'm doing But, like, if you really dug deep into what that woman was asking, there's just this fear of emotionally investing. We're going to get duped again. Well, no one duped you, Rachel. (laughs) You were never duped. No one's duping Rachel. People will get duped again. (laughs) Yeah, right. All of us ladies out here trying to learn how to love respectful men. Um, We got duped. Yeah, we did. (laughs) So, and that's really what was happening. It's just this audience of readers who didn't want to get fucking duped. And they saw this guy. And so there was just all these correlations that you were bringing emotions from these other incredible books into this one. And I saw it happen on Book Talk. And I really think that without that one, uh, Sister Sarah, she walked. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, I, I genuinely think that. Yeah, that she that this book wouldn't have been received the same way if we hadn't all already have gone through this story. Yeah, and that we we because we're always looking for stories that make us feel like Akatar and Throne of Glass and Crescent City and other books. I can't name any because that's all I have in my repertoire of love. That's all I like. That's all I like. <laughs> Just kidding. I like other books. But the way that those books make us feel, this started to feel that way. Yeah. yeah. It was I exciting. Can see that. The first one, yeah. Yeah. Really. So she she meets Dane. We're off the parapet now. So yeah. Episode one over. <laughs> episode one. Over. <laughs> she so, really does. I know. Yeah. It is episodes. So it's if episodic. you if you hear us talking about episodes, something that we talked about off pod when we were thinking about this one, and we'll go into it a little bit more in Iron Flame is this book has already been picked up by Amazon. No. Yeah. And Amazon, <laughs> like they're gonna get like a Lord of the Rings budget, bruh. Shut up. Sis. Since we're a girls <laughs> podcast, sorry. It's okay. Delete that. That's that a good you, bruh. argument for making. 
like cis and girls, the new gender neutral term. I love it. What and they're argument? like, we've, we've swallowed the dude thing that dude is gender neutral, gender neutral, and Guys, man is gender dude, neutral. Bruh. Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. So suck it, sister now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. But yeah. I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, they're going to get a Lord of the Rings oh, budget yeah. for this. Uh, and then probably won't. Or Wheel of Time budget, right? Mm. But yeah, it's already been picked up. And if you look at the pacing, it's li- – wait, I think I already did say it. It's like a monster of the week. It mm-hmm. is. It's episodic. Yeah. The it's way that opera. the plot goes, the way – it's like new plot, old plot, plot from up above. Yeah. <laughs> Micro plot, mm-hmm. mi- macro plot, right? It's always something moving forward. And Every in- chapter has a big <laughs> reveal. You know, yeah. it's just like – It's written for TV It almost. really is. Yeah. And that is – Cool. I I think that w- th- I genuinely feel like I'm going to love this TV show and I'm not going to read them anymore. Yeah. That's how I feel. I can see mm, that happening. Yeah. For me, that is like I would rather just watch this on TV than continue to read these books. And I like the story. I really like these characters. I'm I'm invested, but mm-hmm. they and I, you know, after you're not reading it for the prose, so no. You're reading it just to find out what happens. The, so when the TV I, show will do that. Yeah. I think is where you're going. And I yeah. think that you can hit all the things that are emotionally resonant for me, the connections and the story. I think they can be told just as well in a TV show because I think there are things that are hard about these books. Like there are several times, and this happens in Iron Flame for me too, but there are there are times when I'm reading this book where – I don't understand what the fuck is happening, and I have to reread it a couple times. Yeah. Because the imagery of the action scene isn't uh, – maybe I, – I thought it was me, but then I read the same criticisms where it's just not setting the scene well mm-hmm. enough for me to I, – I, I always feel like I miss something, but it's really just because it's not fluid. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like by me, you know me, I don't have an inner, I don't have a TV in my brain. So I, I feel like I will get that on a television show and I'll be perfectly happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. I had that problem too. And I do have a TV in my brain. Right. So it was almost, it was like watching it and then like a glitch in the matrix. And I would have to stop and say, wait a minute. How, for instance, her fight with, um, Bad boy, Jack. Jack, Jack Barlow on the mat. Right. You when know, she lots of action him. when right. she oranges him. It was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Of, and then I, w- I was like, wait, how did we get here? Like what I'm following along, but then it stops and it gets weird. So, I mean, that's I think that's just with everybody. That's definitely not just you. No. Yeah. I ended up just skimming her action scenes. Yeah. See, I was like, okay, end of that. Did yeah. anybody die? Nope. Okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> probably yeah. gonna die. Yeah. Probably not. Because some of it was like, oh, we're, what was, didn't they go try to find an egg or something? Yeah. That's the, um, that's when Jack Barlow is killed yeah. later on in episode five. Mm, they have to take their wyvern. I <laughs> they, mean, they're their, playing their dragons to go find a, an egg. Well, they actually have dragons. Didn't know, but didn't we do that in, um, Throne of Glass? No, doesn't Manon's group like they all go out and they have to like capture a crystal egg and keep it safe because that's when the um, blue blood heir 
Yeah. When her women dies. Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, everything that happens in this book has been done in another book, yeah. and it's just put together. Yeah. It's Capture the Flag. Yeah. In, a, in an army flag. school. Yeah. I, in I a military that. school. I, didn't, I knew. I was like, okay. And that's when Jack, she basically at that point has discovered that her signet is lightning, and she brings down the mountain on Jack Barlow. Yeah. It, it was, squishes him. Yeah. It was like, I watched, Squish. we watched a lot of 90s TV for some of our other podcasts. Right. And you get, so you're like, okay. What uh, here's the setup? Okay, here's the thing that went wrong. Okay, here's the resolution done. So I was like, okay, the setup is capture the flag. Okay, something's gonna happen, and it's gonna go. Every shit's gonna go awry, and then right. we're gonna have to figure out how to bring it all back, and then we're gonna regroup at the end of it, um, and bring everything back to status quo, so we can start the next episode the way we ended the last, like mm-hmm. fresh. And so I, I, yeah, that's why you can skim her action scenes because they don't matter. They yeah. don't matter. Well, and then, but I'll tell you one that I did enjoy, but it was because something else was happening, and it's when she is, her and Zayden, so we're, yeah, there's no point in even talking about the plot anymore. Yeah. So we are, you know, Zayden and her have this instant kind of connection thing. We can tell that they're super into each other, and he is... She still thinks she still thinks he's gonna kill her. So she does for a little bit of the book think he's gonna try and kill her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, along with everybody else. Yeah, but he starts teaching her how to fight because she's wasting energy because she's little. Mm-hmm. So I did like that scene. Yeah, that scene where Zayden is like whispering in her ear. Yeah, and telling her, and they're like wrestling to the mat, and he's like, "Why are you wasting so much energy taking these big shots when you're tiny and you can just like." Mm-hmm. micro stab them 10 times yeah in their kidney yeah and those that scene was great but it was because there was this like connection and i think she does tension sexual tension yeah and and chemistry well yeah mm-hmm. that that played out really well and i liked i liked violet you know zane who's that <laughs> zayden <laughs> Um, Zayden ends up being the shadow daddy with, mm-hmm. you know, shadows. Actual shadows, yeah. Which, you know, we all love that. That's another thing. That is like, would we love that so fucking much if we hadn't already had a relationship had with sexy ass men with shadow powers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Well, I used to be part of this writer's group and people would bring in stories and read them. And there was this one guy in there who was like a publisher. And he always was like, oh, no, there's too many tropes. Like, I could, I could pick out all your tropes. You got to get those out of there. And it's Fuck like, off. It's, I was like, I was always like, no, if I'm looking for a specific kind of book, those are signposts. And I'm like, good, I'm on the right road. Right. Like, I know I'm driving in the right direction. And Ooh, yeah. Shadow Daddy showed up. Fuck yeah. Let's yeah. keep going. Yes. yes. And yeah. you will see over and over and over on TikTok and places where book readers of this genre hang out. We all have our tropes that we like. We will read it over and over again. Sometimes you get some originality. Sometimes the prose is great. Sometimes, you know, every book does some similar things. Yeah. So this is a great part to share this little anecdote. And I may have said this on another episode. It's all right. I have a friend who is new to, did I say this already? I don't think you said it on the podcast. Maybe just talking to you. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't talk so much. Only talk on the pod. Okay. (laughs) Um, But she's new to reading. She's in a lot of book groups, but they do like other books. She's new to reading the fantasy and romance, the combo. Especially fantasy. And she's read Akatar. And she read Fourth Wing. And she was like, she asked me, she said, do you think the authors get mad that their books are so similar? 
<laughs> and I thought it was the sweetest little thing ever because I had to find a way to be like, welcome to the world. Oh, this is actually the, the similarities that you're speaking of. That's just the genre. Yep. And they don't get mad at each other because there are hundreds and thousands more books that do all this of these things. This is what we're talking about. They do all of these things. But I also loved that she put together mm-hmm. how similar the things that are happening in Fourth Wing and some of the things that happen in Akatar are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine coming in, if those are the only two books you've read in this kind of like fantasy realm. That I just want to say, I've never heard you say that story before. Okay, great. <laughs> did you know that Rachel's a fast reader? I did. I did. Yeah, I actually knew, know that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. It took me a long time to make it through Iron Flame. I went through Fourth Wing really fast, I think because I like... The romance? Yeah. I like, like the tension of like how- three hours. <laughs> it's a long, these are long <laughs> books. <laughs> 2.35. Three hours. Yeah. I read it in a day. I read it in a day. But it was like, it's a romance. So it was <laughs> as Hannah and I look at each other and I'm like, what the fuck? A day. Just a day. <laughs> if it takes me more than a day to read a book, I don't like it. Or I don't like it. I don't love it. Uh, Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. If I love a book, I'm g- just going to finish it. Right. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. No, you <laughs> don't have to apologize. Don't you ever apologize don't for ever your superhero power. I didn't know it was a superpower. It's, it is. It, it so is, and it's a blessing. It is a true blessing. From the cauldron. Thank you. Cauldron your blessed. Cauldron blessed. We, we cauldron can't be blessed. cauldron blessed. What is, they don't have a blessing. They don't. It's just Malik, shit. May we commend your blessing <laughs> to Malik. No, you just burn everything <laughs> and Malak. you don't talk about them ever again. Yeah, that's her world thing. is fucking bleak. It, it is, is bleak. It's bleak. It's super bleak. You're probably gonna but die. I and we'll say more about this. We got to save that for Iron Flame. Okay, so got to save it for Iron Flame. But you're, it is bleak. It's fucking and the bleak. stakes are fucking weird because you've got these kids. They're they they're kind of kids. I mean, I was twenty when I was twenty one and twenty. I was I was a kid. I was fucking around, and they're fucking around. I mean, maybe that's just like that age, but their age is somewhat. No, it normal in like a modern society maturity mm-hmm. yeah but in this very bleak society where you go to a military school and you're conscribed but and they should probably be more more mature, mature. yeah and with zayden and violet's relationship um i think I, that's what made it feel ya it is because the childishness violet has a maturity in some ways in a lot of immaturity in relationships. And you know what? That actually rings kind of true. Because mm-hmm. if you've not had a lot of relationships, you don't know what emotional trust and intimacy looks like. Even she if you felt... have had a lot of relationships. <laughs> <laughs> she felt 20 in Fourth Wing. Right. She feels 17 or 18 in Iron Flame. Agree. Uh Agree. Agree. Yeah. She, I, I was behind her. I had no YA complaint. About, about her fourth wing. And mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yep. And when we get to Iron Flame, I really want to talk about that because I think that's where like the crux of that comes yeah. from. But yeah, I mean, I liked their relationship. We've got this broody guy. We don't know a lot about him. We learn that he is basically from a, because his father led the rebellion, he is taking on the responsibility of all of these children of these Basically, in their world, a war veteran that was executed inju- like unjustly, yeah. he takes on the kids. He makes sure he looks out for them. But at the same time, he's a little bit ruthless in that, like, 
there's this one kid that's like, I'm scared and sad. And I have have feelings. He's like, go fuck yourself then. Yeah. Like you either step (laughs) up and you learn how to or get out a dragon or get out. So even he has this like back and forth where he's gentle. He's really gentle with violence. I liked I it. Yeah, shucks. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was clever. <laughs> you know I what? She, she liked her nickname. She, she did. She pretended mm. that she didn't at first, but she really did. Yeah, it got her hot and bothered. She got She's really like, hot I'll about show you it. Some fucking violence. Mm. She's like, mm, I'm, I'm gonna climb you. you like a tree. I'm gonna violence <laughs> that wardrobe over there. With my lightning. I did like that scene. Yeah, it's she writes. She wrote that well. Yeah, very and good. So Rebecca Yaris's background isn't in fantasy at all. It's in romance. Mm-hmm. Uh. All of her books are romance. So this is her first jaunt. Jaunt. Jaunt into genre. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I made up the word jaunt. Her first foray, if you will, on in into romancy, and like. That's what I'm saying. She's like a princess or a queen, and we've got our mother over here dropping right. another book, January 30th. Follow us on TikTok, and you'll see I do a countdown every two days. <laughs> it is the highlight of my life. Yes. Um, so, but, yeah, she she just, I don't know, remember what we were talking about. The Yeah, the sexual tension and the sex yeah. scenes. Yeah, she's got that. Those were great. Those were great. great. So you the come tension, out of this book, and you're great. like, damn, brah, that, w- that, sis, sis, that was... Delicious. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Let me get some more. The third act breakup was dumb. I don't even remember those. Just like I couldn't remember it happened in Crescent City. They just, I'm done. I don't want to do this. Let's well, it's the source of conflict for the first 30% of Iron Flame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the trust. And honestly. It's the, the trust. trust. And we can talk about that. She she knows yeah. he's hiding stuff. That's actually where I was going with that. Yeah. Is we've got this broody guy who's taking on all this responsibility and she's learning the more she gets to know him, how much weight he is carrying and yeah. the burden of his position and his power. And rather than learn to support him like a partner she just gets angrier and more demanding a full disclosure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While lying to everyone around her. And that is one of the her. reasons I think. Exactly. Right. Oh. Does she lie in this? I think that's more of the next. Towards yeah. the end. Yeah. I don't think that's end. this book. But that is why I say I don't think Rebecca Yars has ever been in therapy. <laughs> if I she has. I think towards the end, like when he kills all those people in her room. Oh, she yeah. She doesn't necessarily tell everybody. So Violet Bonds. When she bought, I'm I'm talking to I'm saying this stuff like the person listening hasn't read it. That's fine, go for it. That a lot of times our listeners have not read the book. Ten of ten out of ten. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> so this is for what's your mom's name? Ruth. Ruth. Ruth and Becky. From Mary. It's Mac. okay to provide context. <laughs> but so Violet, you know Violet's going to be special. She's smarter than she's whipper fucking smart. Zayden realizes that really early on. Like and oh, we don't we don't know that in this book. Never mind. Yeah, he knows how smart she is. So could, uh, the threshing is it threshing when they pick up their dragons? I think so. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, another thing about they these have, fucking like, dragons the parade that they do in front of the yeah. dragons. Yeah, and the, the best thing about the book is the dragons. The yeah. dragons are the sassiest, funniest. Love them. Yes, they're amazing. Agreed. And they walk in front of these dragons, and they don't need to be scared because if the dragons don't like them, they're gonna blow. They're gonna Burn them. Burn them to death. Yep. 
Instantly die. And they're actually dragons. They have four legs, mm-hmm. unlike in Game of Thrones, where they're wyvern wyverns the entire time. Just going to never let that go. Yeah. <laughs> um, never going to let it go. Mother never going to give wyverns. it up. Yeah. Mother of wyverns. Yeah. Mother of wyverns. <laughs> Daenerys, stormborn. Mother, Mother of, of wyverns. wyverns. Um, so- Lose every listener. Every day for a long time. <laughs> you just wake up in the morning and you're like, they're not dragons. They're not they're fucking not dragons. dragons. Yeah. I actually just saw a TikTok recently go viral talking about the same damn thing. <laughs> she actually said what you said. <laughs> but Hannah didn't see that. So that was yeah. original in yeah. her brain. Yeah, but it was. You, I'm not. Speaking original. of that, you learn on TikTok really fast that you. You, nothing that you have ever done is unique to you. I no. learned that from Pinterest <laughs> <laughs> years ago. Ten year, a decade ago. <laughs> Ten years ago, I thought, oh, my God, I have this amazing original idea. And then I put it into Pinterest, and nine million other people have thought of the same exact thing. <laughs> That's all right. Once you accept that, you're free. You do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah I feel it great. Is. There is, it's freedom in the acceptance of it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I used to sp- I'm not a special snowflake. And nope. In fact, I don't need to be a special snowflake, even no. though when I'm an Aquarius and like I still kind of want to be a special snowflake. <laughs> um, but that belongs. That belongs. I want to be a special snowflake that belongs. I want to be the trendsetter in my group of five friends. Yes. Um, <laughs> but what were you talking about? <laughs> Daenerys Stormborn. The best, the best part of the book is the dragons. Oh, the dragons. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Threshing. Thank you, fucking Rachel. You're welcome. She's the shit. I love you so much. Yeah. She keeps us on track. Um, she. So we don't know anything about dragons. There's this one guy who actually like Kaori. He's one of the professors. His whole job is to study the dragon lore. Yeah. But they still don't know anything about yeah. these dragons. No. But we learn that. When they do bond, all of a sudden they have telepathy. Yeah. And they speak in their head. We also know that there's this little dragon, which and Darna ends up being a baby. So when they're mm-hmm. little, they have feathers for tails, yeah. which is so fucking cute. No. <laughs> they're so little and cute. She's so cute and golden. And she's a, but they don't even know what the babies look like. No. Anyway, she bonds two dragons. First time ever. One big, big boy and one little, little little girl. baby. Yeah. Yeah. And Tarn is a black dragon who is super unique. There's only two of them. And um, he's the biggest motherfucker there is. He's super big. How big do you guys picture him as? He's not bigger than the one guy. Bigger than Mildred's dragon. dragon. As big as this garage. Does she give us a scale? She's just like, not really. Not really. Uh, Sometimes I picture them like bigger, like your house. Bigger than the house because yeah. she says she doesn't even come up to Taryn's, Tarn's ankle. Taryn. And sometimes they have serpentine Her. necks and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they what? Have like serpentine necks yeah. and mm-hmm. sometimes they don't because they'll move their head like a snake. Yeah. Or he'll turn his head and look at her while she's on his back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he doesn't. And he can take her with his front feet and like flip her in the air. Yeah. Yeah. She falls a lot. I kind of went dragon I mean, heart dragon. Okay. Roughly dragon heart mm. dragon scale. I, I, that's probably what I was thinking of too. Yeah. 
I mean, to be honest, uh, Game of Thrones yeah. with all their wyverns has a good scale because they have big yep. dragons and little dragons. But I've also seen people picture Taryn as big as like a cathedral, like a giant oh. motherfucking. No, she has to be able to climb up his like leg. Like a Godzilla size. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla size. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so she's yeah. tiny. She gets the biggest dragon. He loves her. But there's this thing because <laughs> Taryn is mated <laughs> to Sigail. How convenient. Beautiful, mm. sassy woman that she is. She's a navy blue dragon. Ooh, I love her. And guess who Sigail's bonded writer is? Who? Oh. Zayden <gasps> Ryerson, what? our oh shadow God. daddy. Yeah. So wait, if those dragons are bonded... What does that mean? Like, don't they always have to be together? It does. It Yay. does mean that. It means they're <laughs> faded mates. We got some faded mates. We have some force li- lifetime of force proximity. Perfect. Perfect. There's a reason why you wanted his D from yeah. day one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> day one D long in. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they T shirtless. <laughs> long in for that D from day one. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt now. <laughs> Say no more. I'll get the Canva out. Oh, my God, Rachel. Can I tell a story? <laughs> okay, we've been real estate agents for a while. And you and me, you use Adobe. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to use the computer. So she sends me this message the other day, and she goes, hey. And hey, girl. I need to Can I ask you something? You. And that, when you preface a question, I'm like, can I ask you something? And I know that there's nothing, you know, I get a little bit of instant anxiety. Yeah. What's happening? She goes, what is Canva? (laughs) Aww. (laughs) And that is like a software program that I use on a daily basis. So then I get a call. And so I call immediately. And I just hear, (laughs) (laughs) wheezing on the other end. And like, but in a sweet, funny way. Yeah. Because I use it on a daily basis. So... I'm going to teach Hannah how to use Canva so she can do her own branding and make herself t-shirts. That's how I made the Lady Duck t-shirts. Yeah. I wore that the other day. I love it. Yeah. I love that shirt. I like it, too. I wear it a lot. It's unique. It's soft. It is soft. They make nice Mm t-shirts. I just ordered my mom a t-shirt for Christmas from there. I'll teach you to use it. Anyway, so we'll teach her how to use Canva. Yeah, so can I get a tutorial? And you'll be like, I need to make one about... uh, Longing um, for D for day one. Longing for D? You mean what? Like vitamin D? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Longing for D mm-hmm. from day one. <laughs> um, but yeah. I did like the scene where they're Taryn and Sigail are together. That, and that's our first kissing scene. And she can't block it out. And she's like, what is happening? <laughs> to my body. I'm and so turned on. Which Zayden's is, out uh, smoking weed in the yard. <laughs> that, that right like, there is an original that's original. Yeah, that's I don't the only think time that shows ever, up too. Yeah, not yeah. seen that yet. No, that I I've never read a book where the bonding of your giant dinosaurs <laughs> with wings um, makes you feel like you are also incredibly turned on. Yeah. yeah, it was a little interesting. I was like, oh, neat. Never thought about the dragons <laughs> actually having sex. Yeah, but I like the mm-hmm. emotional connection that it all has, and like they mm-hmm. all feel each other's feelings. And then later on, when uh, I don't think that happens in this book, but it just creates this like they're literally existing simultaneously. Like they're not existing as two people experiencing something. They're existing as like 
mates in each other's minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is a really incredible form of intimacy. Yeah. So I loved that because I love love. I love love. I love love and intimacy and romantic love. only in fantasy. Not in real life. (laughs) Not in real. Um, But yeah, that was a really great scene. I'm glad you brought that up. Thanks. That's when they kiss for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they she realize makes it thunder, or you hear thunder, and I was like, "Oh, her power's lightning." It takes and us like three <laughs> more chapters to get. And he realizes that. Yeah. yeah. Really early. She's like, "Huh? Right now? Okay. Well, thunder snow's not like not a thing." Yeah. <laughs> He's fine. trying to block it out, teaching her to block it out. He's the best teacher too. He's such a good teacher. He's so dark. I do like Zayden. He's a good character. I, I think like so. He's a, a pretty lot. consistently good character. I agree. And his maturity, sh- his maturity level is so, and I have to be really careful, like not getting down on Violet for like this constant, somebody, Rebecca tells us how to feel instead of showing us how to yes. feel mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot. And I have noticed that in books, it feels like rumination. And I don't want to read about your toxic ass anxiety brain. Yeah. And when you repeat this, when you repeat the same feelings over and over and over again, it feels like talk. Like yeah. it feels like you're. Um, I don't want to read about your hamster wheel in your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. If we're going to be at first person, then let us not like show us. Don't tell us. Right. It doesn't always have to be dialogue. You don't always have to say, "He's not telling me. He's not telling me." Like, tr- like if the- Violet had unpacked that. Yeah. I have. My intuition is telling me that there is something bigger at play here. I don't know what it is, and I know my boyfriend is carrying something he doesn't feel confident enough to tell me. Yeah. That's what's fucking happening. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, but the it's, in, it's the inconsistency in her character. Because yeah. fourth wing Violet, for the first 45, first 75% of the book, yeah, that's how she would have approached it. Okay, I need to look at this a different way. Okay, let me go ahead and break down what I think this might be. And then, like, okay, I've unpacked that. I'm ready to, like, I've conquered that. Now I'm moving on to the next thing. But once we hit, like... Once they finally get together, she loses a lot of her consistency where she's all of a sudden like second guessing herself and it just becomes that she becomes a completely different character, a much younger emotional character. I do, I do, I do a like, there is this thing that happens when you get in a relationship where the relationship really will bring out insecurities that you don't have outside of a relationship. Yeah. Relationships are a special brewing pot of who you fucking are. Mm-hmm. So I do like that she shifts a little bit because not, you know, you don't know how to be your full, authentic, healthy self in a relationship at first. But it's the lack of growth and her ability to go. Yeah, she like, never pull steps back. back out of that. No. I'm okay if we dipped into that. There is, you cannot tell, she is literally so stubborn. That woman is a. Taurus, you cannot tell me otherwise. Yeah, for sure. She's got mad, like, fixed sign placements. Yeah. Because (laughs) that's, you know, that's how I think about it. I'm like, this, she is so unchanging, so unchanging, like, cannot let it go, cannot let it go, cannot let it go. I literally, when I was reading it for the first time, I was like, this girl is a Taurus. Yeah, or something (laughs) strong, strong Taurus feelings. And that was one of the things that fucking Aelin did. Another character in another book. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to say that the big reveal at the end. um, Do you want to tell us about it? When she finds out that Brennan is actually alive. (gasps) 
What? That is traumatizing. Yeah. You thought your brother oh, was yes. dead oh, no. for six oh, yes. years? We made too big of a deal about it. I knew he was coming back. Did you really? Yes. Oh, oh typical. God. What the? Okay. Rachel's going to rage. Rachel's going to rage every <laughs> so single time. I was trying to figure out how to describe this to you guys because when I, so when I think. What, what, what gave it away? Right. So, I was flabbergasted. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we've discussed, like, I don't have an inner monologue. I don't have any internal dialogue at all. I okay. don't think in words. I only think in pictures. Okay. So when I'm talking, I'm translating. My images, your images. Yeah, to you. So when I read a book, I'm not thinking about, it's not like a timeline. It's like a shape. And so I can tell when a shape matches a shape from something else. And it's easy for me to be like, okay, I can remember six references to Brennan already. And we're like, oh, there was this one siphon. He was super powerful. The only time a siphon has like burned himself out trying to save somebody was him trying to save Brennan. But, oh, he didn't save Brennan. Okay. And then we referenced it like six more times. And I was like, there's absolutely no way he's not coming back. We have talked about him too much. For him to not come back. Interesting. Plus, you don't have, like, the greatest mender in all of history and then be like, well, but he died off page. And we never see a body. And we never see a body. And we, you know. Yeah. Feel kind of dumb now for never even. That's not how we read. That's not (laughs) how our brains are. That's not how you read. Are you really good at puzzles? Yeah. I'm really good at connections. That's because. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, because I don't have to reference a list. I just see the shape, and then I can tell you everything that's about the book because it was like this shape before. Right, so you could see the shape of that character from that other book when you knew that it wasn't going to go the way we all thought it was going to go. And (laughs) that's the thing. That's what's incredible about reading is that our experiencing of these books Mm -hmm. is so different. Right. I'm not, and I am not looking for, I am not one of these people who is constantly trying to feel some control and connection to the story and constantly looking for what might happen. Because I know that no matter how much time you think and spend putting together theories, that's not going to happen. That ain't going to happen. I just don't care. But I love reading about it. I'm just here for the ride. Same. It's that air. (laughs) It's that air sign. We're just like, hey. (laughs) Hey, we're just here for the ride. I'm not necessarily about what's going to happen. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. You were right. It just occurs. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to come You're back. like, that's a way that you could write that back. Th- yeah. This is what I would do with this story. Yeah. Yeah. So here is another thing that I think about these books is in Fourth Wing, we don't get an ending. Our story just stops. Yeah. I don't know if she can write endings because just it. And I will see this about Iron Flame because... I'm not going to spoil anything, but the story stops. Yeah. Our plot is going, 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 and she says, okay, this is where the stop. The story's going to stop. Mm-hmm. Something big enough happened that I'm going to cut it off. It's a very season finale. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a season fucking finale. It's like, a TV show. Meanwhile, some of the other books that I really enjoy that I won't mention, they end. Yeah. It's okay to have multiple times. For chapters and chapters and chapters, (laughs) books will end. So you can have a series that you want to read and you cannot wait to learn. But you learn to trust your author. You learn to know that she understands emotional connection with the ending of a story. Mm -hmm. How to make us feel like, okay, this is a good place. So that if something were to happen, you know, at least we have an ending. Yeah. Right. 
And we have not seen her do that. No. And I don't trust that she can because I've not seen her do it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You don't want to get really far in and then. Her not know how to make an ending because I. Thank you. I didn't even have to fucking say it. It was exactly where I was going. <laughs> Thank you, Rach. Thanks, Rach. You're welcome. See, I knew where you were going. You saw the picture that I, I painted. Did. Yeah. All the pieces shape. are connected. You knew that shit. It's all yeah. coming together. It's, yeah, exactly. I don't I don't trust this author the way that I trust other authors because of the pacing and and you know, we'll in Iron Flame we'll get into you can we can talk about it way more, but um. Yeah, so I think this book is great. I liked it. Yeah, this one was it was fine. It was a good book. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's good a good romanticy book. book. Yeah. The, the what? What do you think about the world building? It was fine. I mean, it was a okay. There's just a lot of questions. <laughs> it still. was fine for what it is. Is it fine for what it's become in like the cultural zeitgeist? Yeah. Not necessarily. Right. Because I had a lot of questions about the dragons. Like mm-hmm. we mentioned before, they're volunteers. They volunteer to come and bond these people. And then they're killing their riders left and right. And they're killing dragons. Like they send those dragons off to die when they send the marked ones off and they like empty that strategically important um, yeah. outpost. Yes. Just to teach them a fucking lesson. Yeah. Like Taren, yeah. the the largest yes. black dra- dragon. Yeah. And and Andarna. Isn't Andarna there? Or she Yeah, she comes with them. And they're yeah. not even pretending like, okay, so you're trying to fight a war. Even if you're not telling like people what F- you're fighting. Sixteen that's flying around. You heard about that? No. So they there's a fighter jet that's just lost because the pilot ejected from it and I think it was on like autopilot and they think it's just flying around. <laughs> Oh god! So, like a billion dollar airplane, <laughs> just it's fine. It'll land eventually. <laughs> it's just in the sky. That but, like, playing around. It's just okay. So you're relying on the trust of the dragons to get them to come, and then they're like, "Oh, every year there's fewer and fewer dragons." But like, yeah, you sent Taren off to die. Yeah, you sent these dragons, off. and we get a little bit more of a glimpse, plot wise, for why they might not be bonding. In the yeah. second book. But yes, they are. We do learn in this book that less and less dragons are bonding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because. Every year. and they're Violet being knows. real fucking shitty. Yeah. And they think that they can control. They think they have more control than they do. And there's no reverence. Yeah. There's for, not an appropriate mm-hmm. amount of reverence for the amount of emphasis we that were, they put on yeah. the dragons. We were super inconsistent about how important they were. Yeah. Right. Like, these are the dragon riders. This, like, you die to get in this college, in, but those dragons, fuck them. In essence, it it should be a little bit more, like, spiritual, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, the connection that they all have with the yeah. dragons and with the earth because, okay, something we learn in this, do we learn this in this book? Yeah, towards the end. About how, okay, so we learn at the end. That there's just wild magic. There's wild magic and the venom. The venom yeah. are the big bads. Mm-hmm. They come. This world is this authoritarian government that has lied, de- deleted history for and, and propaganda, which yeah. is so dead on with how a military runs. Yeah. So I did like that was very true to like a militaristic society is going to tell you one narrative that works for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there should have 
it it feels like if you've got 600 years of bonding dragons, which I think that is about yeah. right, that you would have a more like spiritual, religious type element of and reverence towards that bond. Yeah, I mean, like you think about the Wheel of Time. And in the books, I, I only watched part of the series, but in the books, um, like the men can't channel because the the male source is tainted. Right. So effectively, the wild magic is like the male side of the source. Right. You can't channel it, but the dragons filter it. So the dragons allow them to wield magic. The dragons grant them access to this vast source of wild magic that is otherwise unattainable. And they really treat them like horses cattle like yes and yeah. like you're there's an entire college yeah where 70 percent of the people who go to it are going to die yeah to do this incredible thing that allows them to have magic to be flying weapons yeah and they just choose to sacrifice them yeah for war games yeah well and and well that happens in the second book never mind I mean, they send them off to that outpost, which they take everybody out of the outpost. Yep. They end up losing people. That's when we lose Liam. Yeah, Liam dies. That's really sad. Very I was, sad. That was very sad. That scene was, was really sad. I, very felt, sad. I get why she... <laughs> I get why she... That was a Rachel breath. Yeah, I get, why, I get why she did it. I get why we needed to lose Liam. I just hope that that doesn't become a... We're going to – actually, it did. It did. It became yeah. a pattern. Yeah. It became a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I didn't want for that. Because um, then you don't feel like you can connect to anybody because you're like, I could literally lose anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it might be a really impactful death or it might just be like, whoops, that lady got her neck broken. Oh, shit. Yeah. Too bad well, she introduced herself And it was – Liam was such a good character and we should have known because he she did so put good. so much emphasis on him. Yeah. He was such a good person and such a good dude and such a good – friend mm -hmm. he was so handsome so cute he was funny he little yeah. whitt whittled his little character his little, little wood whittles little wood carvings yeah he's so mm. yeah r.i.p liam yeah it was really sad to lose liam and i think yeah and his dragon and his fucking dragon yeah right yeah they lost two dragons yeah so let should be so kissing those dragons asses right. right and but but also let me also say i do think that there is something about I find that this is really inconsistent with these dragons who are like hundreds of years old. So you expect a level of wisdom and knowledge to be so stubborn about the information and knowledge that they share with people. Yeah. Because they do not have the information they need to understand from a macro sense what's happening in their world. Right. So it is almost as if the dragons... They're part of the problem too. They're stubborn, um, Empyrean. The Empyrean. The mm -hmm. Empyrean. They are. They are also doing something that is like not self what protective. Yeah, is the right word for that. It's not yeah. in their self interest. Yeah, you know. I think the dragons know. Like we learn. You know, Violet feels betrayed a couple times. One by Zayden. Yeah. When she learns that Zayden is selling weapons that destroy and kill Venom, which she didn't know were real. She thought they were fairy tales. Yeah. And she, you know, her dad told her about it, like a folklore, like a little mm -hmm. kid's book. Yeah. Venom are real. Zayden is 
selling weapons to the Griffin Riders, who we think are the bad guys, which I knew that was going to happen. I did see that coming. I was like, the Griffins aren't going to be bad. Yeah. They are going to be, we're going to have to team up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that feels like a betrayal to her. Of course it does, because she's grazed in this authoritative, militaristic society where you don't mm-hmm. go away. Like Everybody's always on the same path. Yeah. And then, of course, the second betrayal being uh, Tarn, Tarn. Yeah. Knowing that Taryn knew that. And didn't tell her. And didn't tell her. Yep. Um, another thing that we do learn, Taryn's previous writer was Naolan. It's very close to Nolan. Yeah. Not the same name. Okay. He died. He was the, the uh, siphon, wasn't he? Wasn't he a mender or is that Brennan? Brennan. Brennan. He did. He brought Brennan back to yeah, life. Yeah, he siphoned mm-hmm. his own energy into Brennan. And yeah, so we think that they were lovers. Yeah. Um, but Taryn won't talk about his death. Nope. So there's a lot of speculation that he may not have died. Um, wouldn't put a pa- wouldn't put a past. Yeah. You know, you never know. Uh, it's like a soap opera. It's a soap opera. It's going to wake up out of the coma. Yeah, and also yeah. whenever someone dies now, I'm like, whatever. I'll see them in a few chapters. Yeah, <laughs> unless you die with their body. Like, I knew Liam was gone. Yeah. But was he? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. he was. He was. He was dead at the end of the book. Yeah. But we um, have a lot to talk about with Iron Flame. Yeah, yeah. I think we can go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, I think okay. we're good here. All right. Well, goodbye. Until next time. <laughs> Bye, friends. Bye. I'll see you later. Is that a dagger? It's face sheep.